Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. God is good. God is good. God is good. Man, it feels so good to be in church this morning and and I know today's going to be a very special Sunday. Hey, if you're joining us for the first time, my name is Josiah, so I'm the lead pastor of Freedom House Church, and we're actually one church that meets in three locations, Fullerton, online, and also Costa Mesa. Hey, can you give it up for our Costa Mesa campus right now that's live with us online? And so they are also as well preparing and beginning to uh, organize that location and uh, be able to, uh, as we begin the reopening phase. And so it's really exciting that we are starting this next chapter of coming back into our physical location. Like I said, we're gonna do it in phases. We're gonna do it safely. We're gonna do it uh, with wisdom and also faith, uh, but we're gonna do it with obedience to God. Can I get a good amen, all right? And so uh, Costa Mesa, as we today are, go- we're calling it a run-through. And so we're looking at all our systems or sanitization. Actually, after every service, we got these big old like foggers that just and we're gonna baptize people i'm just gonna we're just gonna fog all the auditoriums and so we got to test all that that equipment as well as all of our processes and so i think it was a little overzealous of myself i wanted to open next week and i think it's just a little bit too too soon for me to be able to order some of the new in fact there's some things that already came up that we got to order and uh, they ain't gonna be here by next sunday and so just give us a few more weeks we're almost there come on someone say we're almost there and so we want to do it right. And like I said, my heart is I'm not putting anybody's life in any danger. We want to make sure everybody's safe. And here's the good news, because I know some say, well, well, you know, why don't we open the church? The church is open. And I've always said my decision is the Great Commission, is, is the Great Commission being established? And I'm telling you right now, souls are being, yeah, you better give God a clap. Souls are being saved. Our outreach is our altar call. It is. Thousands have been giving their life to Jesus. And so, again, uh, stay with us. We're just a few weeks away, and uh, I'm excited to bring a word this morning. And so I'm going to jump into the message today. If you didn't get a message outline, uh, uh, you're going to be able to download it. So if you go on your phone, and uh, we're downloading our message outline, you can go actually on the comment section. They're going to put a link. You can click it, and uh, you're going to see all the points of my message, as well as the verses that I'll be sharing with today. And uh, we've been on this series called Seasons. Someone say Seasons. Look at everybody in here. What's up, guys? Man, all right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Jesus, Lord, help me. Come on, pray for me. Amen. So excited. We're going to talk about seasons today. And uh, I've been on this series, How Life Takes Us Through Different Seasons. And this season has been one of us growing and learning. And I know God is going to speak to us. And so grab your Bibles, and I'm going to go to the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, we're going to read chapter number 3, verse 3 through, I'm sorry, verse 13 through verse number uh, let me see, how far do I want to take it? Um, we're going to read the whole book, just kidding. Through verse 15, my opening text, but I'm going to then go through verse 30 through the duration of the message. But I want to talk to you today. Every time I, I minister a word, I always ask God for a theme uh, to the word. And, and today I want to talk to you a, a sustaining word. Say, say sustaining word. I want to give you a word that is going to help sustain you through the seasons. Because God doesn't just want to save us. 
He wants to help us get to the, the place of destiny and promise that he has for us. Salvation is, is a one-time event, but transformation is a journey. God wants us to sustain us, can I get a good amen, till we become like his son Jesus. And so I want to talk to you today, Daniel 3, 13 through 15. Here's how the Bible reads. This is the story of the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, of when they were encountering the fiery furnace. And man, I got a word I can't wait to share with you. I'm fired up right now. Verse 13, the Bible reads like this. It says, furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego so that these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zyre, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image, I have made very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Well, we obviously know God can rescue me from anybody's hand. Can I get an amen? But here, Nebuchadnezzar basically says, if you don't bow down, to what I'm telling you to do. He says, I'm gonna throw you in the blazing furnace. Well, we all know what ends up happening, and I'll talk about it in the message, but they, the, the three Hebrew boys defy him and say, we know God is able to save us and God saves them from the fire. But I'm gonna look at this these, these verse today, this narrative, and I'm gonna pick apart some points that I think will help us to get through fiery seasons. Because I know right now we are all feeling the heat. We're all feeling the heat. All the married people said, come on now. All the parents said, come on, you're feeling the heat right now. You know, everybody who's working got a job. All my business owners said, amen. We're all feeling the heat in some area, but I want to talk to you about how to make it through the fire. And in fact, I've titled this message, Season Through the Fire. Season Through the Fire. Because I believe God seasons us, but also God develops us in the fire. And I want to talk to you about how God is going to take us there. And if you're watching online, give me some fire emojis right now and let's cook up a message right now. Give me some fire emojis and we won't get into this. Amen. Let's pray and let's jump in this. Father in heaven, I thank you today. We are so grateful for your word. We're so grateful for your presence. And what an honor, Lord, that we get to uh, be established as your church during this season. Lord, use us, speak to us, challenge us, transform us, develop us, God, as we establish your kingdom here on earth, Lord. And we pray today, God, as I know many people may be going through the fire in their marriage or their family, going through the fire, Lord, and in finances, or going through the fire in relationships and parenting. They're going through the fire in different ways. God, I pray that today you would teach us from your word that although we go through the fire, we shall not be burned, the word of God says. So God, help us, Lord, to be overcomers, not avoiders. In Jesus' name, we pray. All of God's people say amen. Come on, give God one more clap. You may be seated wherever it is you're watching. And uh, we're social distancing or, or physical distancing. So just yeah, with your mask on, just tell somebody we're going to make it through the fire. Say we're going to make it through. The, if you're at home, tell somebody we're going to make it through the fire. That's right. We're going to make it through the fire. I want to talk to you today about these fiery seasons, these times that we all go through. Because if we're all honest, okay, these times we felt the heat. Okay, all of us have felt the heat during this season. It almost seems like the enemy has made it a little bit hot and, and things are getting a little bit heated and so many things are going on across our nation and, and there is a heat that is happening. And what I just want to say up front is God did not allow the heat for you to be burned. God allowed the heat for us to be transformed. Let me get an Amen. He allowed the heat so that we can be transformed and anything that is not 
needed in our life can then be burned off. And this is a very important thing in our life because so oftentimes when we face fiery things, we tend to think that God has left us. But I want to show you today that when you go through a fiery trial or when you feel the heat, maybe it's not that God has left you, but maybe God wants to do his best work in the fire. (laughs) Maybe God wants to begin to season you in the fire. He wants to begin to, to develop you in the fire. Now, these are things all through scripture that God uses, but we can look at that in our own life. So this is not just something that's in the Bible written thousands of years ago, but if we look at the own, our own life, the book of our life, it's something that we go through. We go through heated situations. Again, I know I made light of it, but there are a lot of marriages right now going through some heated times. And I'm glad you logged in. We're going to help you today in Jesus' name. There are a lot of parents that are going through maybe some feel the heat at home with, with the kids or maybe finances or, or, or your future. Or maybe you're wondering what's going to happen with school and, and what, what's going to go moving forward. And, and we're feeling this heat, but, but I truly believe from a place of faith, listen to me now, that in these moments, God is going to do some of his best work in our lives. You got to believe that. You got to believe that, that you are, God has not left you as an orphan. You got to believe that God has not forgotten about you, but he wants to work on your life. Now, now, now the best way I can set this up is, is, is my mom, you know, when, when she makes some food, my mom gets down with cooking. Man, my mama, mama's cooking. My, it's funny because my wife's like, anytime you want to go eat your mom's, you just tell me, I'll go with you. You know what I'm talking about? That's how good it is. Like, it's good stuff. But when mom starts cooking, one thing my mom is she always forgets about the tortillas. And we always go, amalas tortillas, because they start burning. And so, like, you know, you got to cook them just right. But she gets so busy and so distracted that the house ends up smelling. The smoke alarm is going. And you're like, amalas tortillas. The tortillas are burning, you know. And, and, and so sometimes I think we feel like God forgot about us like those tortillas. <laughs> We're like, yo, God, it's getting a little too hot up in here. And my life is like burning. I feel the smoke alarms going up. And let me start off the message by saying, God did not forget you like a tortilla. All the- did I just preach about tortillas right now? Lord, help me. Where's my mama at? I'm preaching about tortillas this morning. You know it's going to be a good service when I preach about tortillas. Come on, somebody. All right. The tortillas. God not going to leave you to be burned like a tortilla. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to put that on the quote, but it's just, I'm trying. I, sometimes we feel that way, don't we? Like God forgot about us. He didn't forget about you. But he's going, he's, he's going to develop you the way he wants to develop you. Now, let me make this. This is not my first point, but let me just say this truth. Life has a way of teaching us. It has a way. God God will allow this. Listen to me now. I love to preach. Let me just teach. Life has a way. God has a way of allowing life to be our greatest teacher. Situations to teach us. Like, for example, one thing I could say that this pandemic has taught all of us is that I've been too busy. So life has a way of teaching you your schedule's cleared. <laughs> You've been too busy. Now what you going to do, right? Life has a way of teaching us. And here's what I've learned, though, is when God allows certain fiery situations to happen, as we're going to talk about the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when God allows fiery situations to happen, it is in those moments that we recognize as Christ followers. Do I got any Christ followers with me? Come on, Costa Mesa. Come on, Fullerton. Come on online. It's in those moments that we recognize that my life will speak louder than my lips. I'll say it one more time. It is in those moments when the heat gets turned on. It's in those moments when when the world looks to the believers 
And it's in those moments when, when the world looks to the true spirit-filled dreamers, the ones that got a real prophetic word, the ones who got the word of God, not the word of man, that the world looks and says, let's look at your life, not your lips. <laughs> because our life, in the great words of Billy Graham, our life will preach the greatest message. It preaches the greatest message. It is not my lips, but it will be my life that will transmit the greatest message of Jesus to my family, to my kids, to my friends, to my neighbors, my coworkers, to my loved ones, and to the world. They will look at your life. In fact, Paul says it like this. He says that our life is a letter. He says our life is a letter in Corinthians. It is a letter that is to be read by the world. And this is important because Jesus also said it like this. He says, you will know them by their fruit. Say this, say, I'll know them by their fruit. When you look at a tree, you know what kind of tree it is because you see the fruit. See a lemon? It's a lemon tree. Avocado? Avocado tree. I'm talking about food today. Lord, help me, okay? <laughs> Quarantine, you know what I'm saying? Snacks. Eh? But <laughs> you know what type of tree it is because of the fruit. Jesus says you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them by the type of fruit they produce. In other words, I'm not going to know if they're a real believer because they carry anointing oil. I'm not going to know they're a believer because they have a bumper sticker. I'm not going to know a believer, even at how many verses they know, I'm going to know a believer by the fruit they produce. Let me say it like this, in the fire. Come on, somebody. Someone say, I want to produce fruit in the fire. I want to produce fruit in the fire. What's the fruit I'm talking about? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self, uh, not self, self-control, right? And the, against there is no law. Galatians 6, 9, the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit. And so we got to produce. That's how Jesus is. Now, this is so valuable to us during this season, especially right now where we are all feeling the heat because no matter how much we pray, no matter how much we, we, we sing, no matter how much, you know, Bible verses you know, you will not avoid the fire. You will not avoid the heat that oftentimes will come into our lives. We got to recognize that the message of our life it is what's going to speak loudest. And it's going to speak loudest, not just in the good times, but it will speak loudest when we're going through the fiery times. Now, I, I want to I talk about this, and I want you to write this down. So this is not the first point of your note. I'm sorry, first point of the message here. But write this down. Write this. Say, the fire is a stage for my faith. Okay, this is not your first point. Just write that down somewhere, that the fire is the stage for my faith. The heated situations I go through are a stage for my faith. Now, I forgot to mention this, but this is going to be a two-part message. There is no way I could finish it all on one Sunday, so I already make plans to go next Sunday. We're talking about being seasoned through the fire, okay? But we understand that the fire is the stage to our faith. Now, let's look at the verses that we just read. That is a long introduction, but uh, you're a season ticket holder and let's go somebody. Is, 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 is here is this. This is the verse that we just read because the fiery situation that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would encounter themselves in would become the stage for their faith. This would be the moment that King Nebuchadnezzar would recognize that their God was the one true God. This would be the moment that even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would recognize how good God actually was. This would be the moment that they would live to their convictions, not their, not, not, not their compromise, and they would recognize how powerful God really is because the fire becomes the stage for our faith. You see, in the verses we just read, the Bible starts off by telling us that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, were, were given this, this, this edict or this command that they were to bow down and worship a false god when the music played. And 
what ended up taking place, let me back up one step here, is Babylon had conquered Israel. And Babylon was the type of, of people group that when they would conquer a people, when they would conquer a new nation, the first thing they would do is they would take away their values, they would take away their identity, and they would get them to try to worship false gods. And, and this is a picture of Satan, where Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so it, the Old Testament, remember, is a shadow of the New Testament. In the Old Testament, you're going to see physical battles, but they represent the spiritual battle that we deal in the New New Testament. And so Babylon was a form of Satan who would come to kill, steal, and destroy. And what I want to tell you is the reality is Satan in this season wants to kill, wants to steal, and wants to destroy your life. He wants to, he wants to kill your future. He wants to stop your marriage. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your, 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 your sense of unity. He wants to steal you know, your, 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 your identity. He wants to steal things from you. So we got to say in this season, devil, I don't care what fire I'm going to go through. You're not going to steal the things that God spoke to me, the dreams, the hopes, the desires, come on, the calling on my life, you ain't going to steal it. No, I, someone say, the devil ain't going to steal nothing from me. Just say, the devil ain't going to steal nothing from me. And so in this season, we got to realize that the enemy is trying to do exactly what Babylon did. Now, what ends up taking place is they, then he says, when we play this music, we want you to worship our false god. And notice that the devil is always trying to come back to stealing your worship. And I'm going to say this, and I say this with love, but some of us, our worship has gotten a little weaker during this season. I say it, but I love you. But you got to recognize that the devil always wants to steal your worship. He always wants to come and rob you of the praise from the fruit of your lips. He always wants to come and stop you from living a life that honors God. And I'm going to tell you, in this season, don't you let the devil steal your worship. You smile, you sing, you pray, you praise, you do whatever you got to do, but you don't let the devil steal your worship. Can I get a good amen? So he tells them when you hear this bow, but they don't. And when they don't, I want to look at why they don't and how that seasoned them so that we can be seasoned through the fire we're going through. And here's the first point I want you to write down. Now let's get down to this nitty gritty. How are we going to make it through a season of fire? Here's how. Number one, we have got to know that God is my protection. Say when we say, God is my protection. Say the way I really wanted to give this point but it probably wouldn't be proper, is like this. God got my back. Say that. Say, God got my back, all right? God is my protection. Or in other words, God has my back, my front, my side to side, right? If God is before me, who cares who's against me? But if we're going to make it through fiery situations, much like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, then we have got to have this truth that God is my protection. Now, that's not only an answer, listen to me now, that has to be a mindset. <laughs> because I think sometimes in seasons we're looking for answers when God's trying to give us a mindset. <laughs> but God, how is that an answer to what I'm going through? God says, I know you don't think that's an answer. That's a mindset. And if you ever get a mindset from heaven, the mind of heaven, you are going to recognize that I don't need an answer to the equation. I need a mindset that is going to get me through the fire and it's God is my protection. Can I get an amen? In fact, write this down. Say, I don't need an answer. I need a mindset. Because sometimes we're like, well, God, why? What's, why the coronavirus? Why? I, I don't have an answer for you, but I do got a mindset for you. That's what the Bible says, your life will be transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind. 
Romans chapter 12. So we got to recognize that God is my protection. How we're going to make it through this season is recognize that God is my protection. God is going to protect. Listen, let me name some things off here. God is going to protect my family. God is going to protect my finances. God is going to protect my health. God is going to protect my future. God's going to protect my children. Okay. God, God, God is going to protect my grandchildren. Okay, God is going to protect my, 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 my neighborhood. God is going to protect our nation. God is going to protect us in this season because God is my protector. Now, let's go to the verse. And I, I want to, again, we're going to read through this narrative. We're going to go verse by verse, precept upon precept. We're going to extract some of the, the, the value, this, uh, I'm sorry, the, the principles in the this, this scriptures. In Daniel chapter 3 and verse 16, this is how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego respond to the king when he says, if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you in the blazing fire. You're going to go through all this stuff. And this is what he said. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him. They said, King Nebuchadnezzar, he says, we don't need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. He says, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is what? Some will say God is able. He says, the God we serve is able to deliver me from, from us and he will deliver us from the majesty's hand. So there are two things I want you to circle in this verse. Come on, circle this. Say, I want you to circle the words, God is able. And I want you to circle the words, he will. So God is able and God is willing. God is able, God is willing. Say when we say God is able, God is willing. Say God is able, God is willing. God is able, God is, I feel like rapping. God is able, God is willing. God is able, God is willing. God is able, God is willing. When hell comes at me, God is able and God is willing to get me out. When, when people act up, God is able and God is willing. Come on, when the devil throws every weapon he has against me, oh no, baby, God is able and God is willing. And I got two weapons against the devil that my God is able and I know that he's willing and I know that he shall and I'm gonna make it through the fire. Why? Because he's my protector because God is able and God is willing. Come on, give God some praise today. Amen. Man, y'all making me want to preach. Come on, somebody. Just type it in there in the comments. Say, God is able, God is willing. Or tell somebody that's down the hallway, maybe they're in the room, say, hey, Johnny, God's able, bro. And God's willing. <laughs> Why is this important? The, the response I know I got, I got four points. I got, I'm at three points today. I got all kinds of points in my mind. We'll get through it. Like I said, two weeks. Let me just take my time here. The Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their first posture of why they knew they could make it through the fire, they said, our God is able and our God is willing. Now, why is this important? Because oftentimes, God is able represents our faith God is willing represents our trust. Because sometimes we know God is able, but we question if he's willing. Okay. So we're like, God, I know you, man, you are God. You created the earth. You, man, you, you, you made the mountains, man. You, you snuffed out the devil. God, you're able to turn water, you know, water into wine. God, you can multiply the five loaves and the two fish. And God, I know you are able, but I just wonder if you're even willing to do it in my life. And we lose our worship in the season of the fire because we don't think God is willing. But what keeps our worship is knowing, God, I know you're willing. God, I know you're willing. Because willingness, when, when we understand God's will, that is when we activate our trust. Okay. 
So God is able is your faith, that's praise. God is willing is your trust, that's worship. Praise, what's the difference between praise and, 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 and worship? Here it is. It's not the fast song and the slow songs. Like I know praise is the fast songs. <laughs> worship is the hallelujah, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know that's what we think, huh? I'm trying, honey, I'm trying. Okay, I got some amen. My wife said break it down. I got to better break it down, all right? Okay. <laughs> You think, what's praise? You know, praise the fast songs. You know, I'm alive in the river. That's praise, you know? And then worship is, you know, the atmosphere is changing now. Okay. I try. I try. I used to be on the worship team, but then we wanted the church to grow, so they kicked me off. Come on, somebody. I'm just joking. (laughs) That's messed up. Ooh. All right. So, okay. Praise. Okay. Praise. Write this down. Is thank you for. Thank you for. That's praise. So, for example... You take inventory and you say, God, I thank you for my life. I thank you for the air in my lungs. I thank you for, you know, um, you know the, my family. I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for my church. I thank you for my beloved pastor. Just kidding. Come on, somebody. Amen. I thank you. Right? You're saying, I thank you for. That's praise. Worship is, I thank you even though. <laughs> That's worship. That's why the Bible says in John 4, 23, that the time is coming where God seeks for those who worship him in spirit and truth. The true worshipers that say, God, I worship you even though. Even though I don't have that wife yet. I worship you even though I may not see the breakthrough yet. I worship you even though your will has not been fulfilled in my life yet. I worship you even though my son isn't saved yet. I worship you even though I'm sick in my body. I worship you even though I lost my home, I lost my car, I'm losing my mind. I worship you even though the church looks like it's closed. I worship you even though I'm hurting in my soul. I worship you even though I'm gonna be going through this fire. I worship you even though I may not have it all together. I worship you even though things aren't all put together. Why? Because ain't nothing going to steal my worship. I know my God is willing. You ought to stand up on your feet right now and give God some true worship. Are there any true worshipers watching online? Any true worshipers left in this time? Or did you lose your worship just because things are going crazy? I ain't going to lose my worship. I'm going to turn it up a little bit louder and give God even even more praise, even though I don't. Come on, give God some worship. Come on, 10. Come on, 9. Come on, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Tell God how good he is. Hallelujah. My God. I'm not done yet. Have a seat. Come on, somebody. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Oil for everybody. <laughs> Jesus. Someone say worship. The true worship, even though, even though I got to walk to church, even though I ain't got a job, even though I'm eating tanguages. Come on, somebody. <laughs> even though we got to eat top ramen again, again, I worship you even though. This is the place that these Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from because they know God is my protector. I know he's able and I know he's willing because later we're going to find out they're going to say, and even if he doesn't, I still ain't going to bow down. Why? Because they knew God 
is my protector. Can you circle that? God is my protector. Can you just say that? Because it's a mindset. Tell me, say it's a mindset. Because some people will say, well, what kind of answer is that? I mean, God's your protector. Well, don't you see what's going on? See, I know you don't think it's an answer. Now, it really is an answer to me, but the truth is it's a mindset. It is, is a mentality of how I live my life that gets me from where I am to where God wants to take me. Can I get a good amen? He then says here, well, let's read this, 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12 and 13. There's some supporting scripture here from Peter, uh, Peter's writings. And the reason why I think Peter speaks on this level is because Peter knows what it is to go through the fire. Here's what Peter says in verse 12 and 13. He says, dear friends, someone say dear friends. He says, do not be surprised at the fiery trials you are going, what? Through. Someone say, I'm just going through it. In other words, don't camp in the place of the fire. I'm just going through this season. He says, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. He says, instead, someone shout instead. He says, be very glad. Almost like, what are you smoking, Peter? But he says, be very glad. He says, for these trials, oh, I wish I had more time, but I do. He says, make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Man, give me a toothpick for that verse. There is some meat there. Lord Jesus, help me. All right, how much time do I have? Plenty, okay. Peter says, Go back to verse 12 if you can from your media team. He says, don't be surprised at the fiery trials. Now, that may seem difficult. You're like, well, I couldn't have planned for COVID. I couldn't have planned for the second pandemic of all that's taking place uh, in our nation with the social unrest and things that need to be dealt with like discrimination and, and racism and things that have existed for hundreds of years, but now we're dealing with them as a nation and we need to deal with that. Can I get a good amen? Okay, we need to deal with these things. And yes, the heat is on. But Peter says, don't be surprised when these things happen because they have to happen. Things got to take place so that the believers can reveal the glory of God in the difficult times. Because when everything's good, well, of course everybody can worship when everything's fine. You get a bonus, hallelujah. Get your tax refund, praise God, you know. But can you praise God <laughs> when you got more month than money. Hallelujah. Right? Can you praise God when you get that letter saying we're going to have to furlough or lay off half the company? You see, he says, don't be surprised, but this is an opportunity to be able to reveal how God's glory wants to come to earth. And he says, I love how he says here, he says, instead be very glad for these trials make us partners with Christ in his suffering. You see, now, of course, God's not making you suffer, but these are an opportunity for us, just like Jesus suffered for us, we can show Christ that we'll not only ride with him on the good days, but we'll ride with Christ even on the hard days. Okay, let me, let me preach it like this. Let me preach it like this. Let me preach it like this. Where, 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 where's all my real people at? Come on, real people, real people. How many know who your real friends are? They're not, your real friends are the ones who always want to hang with you on payday. <laughs> you know, your real friends are are the ones that hung with you when you needed a little, needed a little help, okay? You knew who the real ones were uh, when you went. That, that's why like, like people that are like, I love you and you're the one. And I'm like, have you guys been through anything hard yet? No, never. I'm like, y'all don't even know each other yet. 
Like, you don't, you need a good fight. You need a good, I don't even like, okay. Like, no, we're perfect match. Never, I mean, walks on roses. Like, oh yeah, praise God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't know each other. Like, like you don't know your spouse. You don't even know. You don't even know them until you've gone through some stuff. And if they still hang with you, then you found yourself a real one. If, if she still loves you in a one-bedroom studio apartment, and you got your Honda with three hundred thousand miles on it, and, and you ain't even making more than just a few dollars and two shekels put together, and you having top robin nights, and she's okay with that, man of God, you found yourself a real one. Because if she hangs with you there, she's gonna hang with you up here. I just told you about my wife. Come on, somebody. And you find yourself someone that'll hang with you, then you found yourself a real one. Come on, somebody. Shout amen. That's just real talk. So here's what Jesus says. If you suffer with me, then I know you can reign with me. So Peter says, I know what it is to ride with Jesus when he's feeding the 5,000. He's multiplying loaves and fishes, and he's handing out food, free barbecue, free fish sandwiches, ceviche. He just, bam, you know. I know what it is when Jesus healing everybody, free Medicare. I mean, that's powerful. He's, but I also know what it is to have to be down for Jesus <laughs> when it's not popular. I mean, he denied him one time, and he now writes about how, no, man, stand up for who Jesus is. Can I get a good amen? If you're down for Jesus, just type in the comments, say, I'm down for Jesus, even in the tough times. And if you found yourself a real one, tell him today, honey, you're a real one, or man of God, you're a real one, okay? Praise God. Oh, Lord Jesus, do I have time? I'm gonna need a little, I need at least like 15 minutes for this next point. And some of you are like, can I get 15 minutes? Come on, somebody. All right. Okay. I know. Let me just give you the second point. Write it down and I'm gonna unpack it because I got a lot I wanna talk about. I turned it into three weeks. I got so much I want. I, I, I gotta, you know, last couple of weeks our campus pastors preached the house down. They gave me a little time off. So I'm coming out throwing lleno. You know, I got all this. I'll come on, somebody, you know. Amen. Refresh. But, but Pastor Louis, Pastor Brian, they're incredible preachers, awesome men of God. Also, Pastor Tommy, come on. Don't you love our campus pastors, student pastors? They are amazing. But, and their wives too. They get down, they get down too. Come on, somebody. Ooh, okay, got some amens there. Some, yeah, ooh. All right, number two. How do you make it through a season of fire? You must add perseverance to your purpose. Some will say perseverance. Some will say, I will endure until it's cured. Perseverance. He says perseverance. Now, why is this valuable and why is this important? is because, listen to me now, church, I'm looking right at this camera, I'm looking right into your eyes, and I want you to know this. Some things in your life, you will have to persevere. They're not gonna go away right away. In fact, I'll say it even stronger. Great things won't happen right away. You can't can't make a great steak in 30 seconds. It's just you can't. Some things you will have to persevere. You'll have to allow it to develop over time. And I'm not going to lose my worship. I'm not going to bow down to the fiery trial, to the, the fiery darts the enemy's thrown at me of doubt and, and, and worry. And some of you losing your peace. Some of you losing your sleep. Some of you are agitated. And I'm going to tell you right now, yes, you feel the heat. I feel the heat. I feel, I feel it too. But I'm going to tell you one thing I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose my worship. I'm going to be seasoned in the fire. I'm going to let this time. I'm going to persevere 
of what God has for me. What is perseverance? By definition, here's what perseverance is. Perseverance is persistence in doing something despite the difficulty or the delay. Perseverance is doing something persistently despite the difficulty and the delay. You see, a river cuts through a rock not because it's powerful, but because it's persistent. It it's persistent, consistency. And this is what God wants in our lives is that we walk through this even when we're in the fire. First Peter, back to first Peter, like I said, I have some supporting verses for Peter because Peter knows what it is to go through the fire. Here's what Peter writes in his first epistle and chapter one, verse five through eight. He says, for this very reason, say for this reason, Peter writes, make every effort to add. Someone say add, Lord. He says, add to my, your faith goodness and to, your good, and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control add what? Perseverance and perseverance godliness. So Peter says, learn to add to your faith. Now, I don't have time to go through all the other uh, things that God wants to add to our faith, but I do want to extract this one principle for the sake of this message. Peter says, add to your faith perseverance. What does that mean? Your faith has the ability to grow and to add things on there. So if I can add perseverance, then maybe my faith doesn't have perseverance right now. Maybe the reason why I'm so agitated is I haven't added to my faith perseverance. Instead, I've added to my faith, uh, you know, uh, impatience. I've added to my faith is I want it right now. I've, I'm trying to add that and that doesn't go by faith. So I have to pray God. God, add perseverance to my faith that God, I'm going to see me through this season and I'm not going to lose my worship in Jesus' name. I want to pray for you. Would you stand over all our campuses? Come on, I'm going to finish this outline next week. Don't miss next week. Invite somebody. I got so much I want to teach you. Just put your hands like this. Come on, where's, where's the worshipers? All, you're watching online. Come on, Costa Mesa. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. Just like this, just like that. Just close your eyes. Heavenly Father, Come on, say, I'm going to worship you even though. Say, I'm going to worship you even though. Oh, thank you, Lord, even in the fire. In fact, I'll say like this, the best worship is in the fire. The best worship is in the fire. In the fire is, is where you will be most creative. In the fire is where you should be most prayerful. In the fire, in fact, we'll say it strong, is where you'll become most powerful. In the fire. I know... You might think, no, if I avoid the fire, then I'm powerful. But no, 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 listen to me. The seasoned believers, the seasoned men, the seasoned fathers, the seasoned men of God, the seasoned mothers, those that develop, they are developed in the fire. I'll go through the fire and I shall not be burned. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I pray for our church. I pray for our families watching online, all the watch parties that are taking place, all those that are opening up their homes and their living rooms, turning them into sanctuaries and their bedrooms, coming into prayer rooms, Father. I thank you, God, that even though we're going through this fire, we're going to call down heaven. We're going to ask you, God, because the only way to overcome fire is with the greater fire. And it said, have that fire of the Holy Spirit inside of me, that what burns inside of me is greater than what burns around me. And what's around me will not quench the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire that is in my soul. I'll be like Jeremiah, where he says, ah, the word of God is like a fire shot up in my bones that I cannot stay silent. I shall not stay silent. I will not remain defeated, but I will speak the oracles of God, the principles, the promises of Almighty Jesus. I thank you, Lord, 
because we shall persevere in this season. We won't throw in the towel. We won't give up. We won't allow ourselves to go backwards, but we're a church that we're not going back to normal. We're going forward to the future. We're going forward to what you have for our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, come on somebody, let's worship God. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.